Hey, what's up, guys? This is Coach Cody Smith. This is the Create Yourself Podcast, Episode 7, and I'm joined by none other than the Becky today. Hey, what's up? All right, so the whole point of this podcast is uh, Becky and I have been discussing a lot lately about nutrition and how people fall short and then um, often bounce ideas off of each other through conversations that we have with athletes at the gym. Uh, we just felt it was super important that we were to sit down, kind of discuss some practical things that people can do right away, and then maybe dispel some myths um, that we just common errors that we see with people all the time when how they eat, how they view food, nutrition, you name it. So we're going to touch a little bit on uh, everything that there is, and then Becky's going to keep me in line with all of the science that she has. She's super knowledgeable. Um, and we're going to go from there. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay, so we're going to start off today. We want to talk about three things that you can do today uh, to improve your nutrition or to make your diet better or to just, I guess, uh, your relationship with food to make that more positive. So the first thing that both of us just through conversation have found to be super important for people is to eat breakfast every day. So when I come at just thinking of uh, eating breakfast, I find that that's more pattern and habit related, meaning if I wake up in the morning, and I start my day off with a nice healthy breakfast, then I find that the rest of my day will follow suit with much of the same, right? And, and obviously there's going to be more science behind that. There's some other things that can come to play. But I think that waking up in the morning, having a nice solid breakfast will create a pattern and kind of this, I always circle around the snowball effect. We'll just start positive um, things for the day. Like, hey man, I had a healthy breakfast. Now I'm going to go hit the gym. I'm going to have a good workout, which will lead to good post-workout nutrition, to lunch, to snack, to dinner, et cetera. Um, Becky, what do you think about it? I, I agree with that, but not to like. Also, there is the point that when you skip your breakfast, you, um, you oh, I'm just gonna have a cup of coffee. Or I'm not really that hungry. Yeah. So you go do your thing, and then eventually it gets to the point where, gosh, I am raging. I'm so hangry, and then it's like eat all the things, and yeah. so there is a, that lack of control. And I think it starts with breakfast. You really need to have some protein when you wake up. You need to break your fast of that eight hours of not eating um start getting protein back in your system and prevent that muscle breakdown any further Mm -hmm. a lot of us you know we work out really really hard and then uh, i personally when i wake up in the morning i am i'll eat the refrigerator if something doesn't get fed to me fast enough Uh, and you said something a little while ago that i actually never heard before and i thought it was great and something that people need to be aware of is that uh, it was in relation to your metabolism. Yeah, right? well, and I mean, when people wake up and they say, I'm not hungry when I wake up, there's a reason you're not hungry and you should be hungry. Your hormones should make it so that you are hungry when you wake up. And there's something wrong with your metabolism. You're a little bit broken in your hormones if you are not hungry right when you wake up. Um, it, it, that's a normal thing to think, wake up and think, I need to eat. Um, if you're not feeling hungry until like 11 or noon, then you need to look at what you're eating. You need to look at the amount of fat. It's probably not high enough right. in your body. Uh, you need to fix the hormones that are in your body because there's something wrong that's, that's saying I, I shouldn't eat yet. Right. I think it's, it's very pattern related, right? So if you wake up and you're not hungry, uh, I'd actually never heard the hormone explanation before mm-hmm. until you said it. Um, but it makes complete sense is that yeah, it, usually the people that say they're not hungry in the morning, it's usually going to be habit pattern related mm-hmm. or um, somebody who has had uh, a diet that they, maybe they've been in and out of a specific mm-hmm. diet or they've dabbled in low fat, they've dabbled in um, high fat, low carb. They've kind of mm-hmm. played the whole spectrum. Um, and, and I've actually been circling around this idea lately of um, 
obviously most people know that I'm very opinionated on like how you should eat, like um, what your macro, your macro breakdown and stuff like that should be. But I've kind of come to the conclusion that um, ultimately it's your relationship with food. And if you're constantly varying, like if you're crossfitting your, your diet also to where like sometimes you're high carb, sometimes you're high fat, sometimes you're moderate protein, like if all these things are bouncing around all the time, your hormones are just getting screwed mm-hmm. up. So there's no real way like your body. I, I just think your body's not going to know how to react with food anyway. Sure. Right. What do you say to the person that says, I get up really early or like the 530 class? Or what do you say to the person that says, I don't have time to work out? I mean, to eat when I wake up. To eat when they wake up. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways you can cut it. Number one, you need to wake up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. You need to wake up a little bit earlier so that you can succeed in the morning. Uh, usually that's going to be, well, if, yeah, if you stay up till 11 p.m. at night mm-hmm. and you wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning, or if you wake up to go to the 5.30 class at 5.20, well, mm-hmm. yeah, you stayed up too late. You mm-hmm. didn't plan accordingly. So one way could be just uh, need to plan a little bit better. You need to allow yourself that time when you wake up in the morning. Or another way you can cut it would be uh, just have something protein and carb rich. So uh, on Saturdays, I, I mean, I do something as simple as I'll drink half of my protein shake mm-hmm. and I'll have some fruit. Mm-hmm. Usually for me, it's like six to eight ounces of grapes mm-hmm. or I'll have a banana. But I know that um, through, you know, blood work and stuff like that, my hormones are where they should be, their mm-hmm. normal level. So um, this when I will wake not up, only help your workout, but yeah. also help your protein intake for the day. Correct. You can. F- I mean, yes, there's some like uh, I listened to a guy too. I forget his name, but he was talking about like um, your your body is still digesting food like up to 20 some hours later or something like that. But I will tell you that if I wake up in the morning and I don't have something, my, and my stomach is mm-hmm. like eating itself. Yeah. Um, Just because you're digesting it doesn't mean it's still in your stomach. Right. There, there's no amount of science that's going to tell me that I'm not hungry in the morning yeah. and that it's mental. If my stomach is growling and I'm tasting that emptiness mm-hmm. in my burps mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, I find that, you know, when I like, you know, Saturday mornings are my only, um, I guess my only reference point as to <clears throat> having some nutrition before I come to the gym. And for me, it's a half protein shake and some mm-hmm. fruit. I mean, what would you say to somebody? Uh, so for me, I, the way that on my early days, I, I pack something and what is it? It's like a Jimmy Dean sausage that has a really good macro breakdown. I don't love the quality of the food, but um, it's easy for me to take. It's portable. Mm-hmm. It's got a turkey sausage and an egg white. And um, I don't like the cheese, so I take it off, but the cheese isn't bad. But I think that... Mm, frozen cheese. Yeah, right, I know. <laughs> uh, I think that the macro breakdown is very good. It's, uh, I think, 17 grams of protein, 8 grams of fat, and like 24 grams of carbs. So for me and what my needs, it works well. Right. Um, so that's like my work day breakfast, uh, that with maybe some fruit on the side. Um, but something like finding something. Sometimes I will, the night before, make, you know, a scramble a breakfast scramble right. that I can take on the go with me. But, you know, my work days are long and they start early and they end late. So, um, you know, for me, it's all about preparing the night before and packing my food. Right. Planning. Planning yeah. is everything. I think in everything you do, planning yeah. is, is going to be one of the top priorities. Uh, so what will we say to somebody who doesn't eat breakfast? Like, what are some things that we can give people? Like, to... what about people that don't like breakfast? I don't like eggs. I don't like oatmeal. I don't then they probably need to have some chicken, some yes, rice or something yes, ready in the morning, right. right? Like, don't think of it as breakfast. Think of it as meal one, yeah. you know? Like, I'm not, I'm you not don't limited have to, to eat breakfast. eggs. Yeah. Uh, so true. How can we help people correct this not eating breakfast? But we mentioned, like, hormone deficiencies mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I would say you could play around with um, 
I have heard recently that sometimes if you have some kind of hormone imbalances or um, which usually hormone imbalances are going to go with insulin sensi- mm-hmm. sensitivity and stuff like that. Um, would you be one that would kind of say like, well, maybe you should try a higher fat meal in the morning throughout the day. And I, I've heard and read recently that a lot of uh, like those hormonal imbalances and um, food or insulin sensitivity issues can be kind of corrected through a higher fat Definitely. diet, but eating consistently throughout the day. Yeah. Right. Yes. I, I do think that if there's, if, if you aren't, if you're finding that you aren't hungry, I do think that it, you're not eating enough fat. Mm. Um, but, you know, clearly that's an individual basis. But I think that um, you probably aren't eating enough fat. Um, I think that your fat intake, uh, for me, I find that it needs to be dependent on, a, on your workout. Mm. You know, like just like carbs, I find you don't really want heavy fat first thing in the morning if you work out first thing in the morning. Right. Um, if you are an evening gym goer then you know your fats should really be in the morning um but sometimes that's a little complicated for people um but yeah i mean increasing your fats and not being afraid of fats not being thinking you know fat makes me fat it's because it's just not true and you know obviously like you know the keto argument can attest to that that it's not fat that makes you fat um but it, it does help with hormones correct correct i think that um it's just going to be habit type thing. I think if you start eating in the morning, right. you can kind of you can retrain your body. Like, yeah, if you eat a couple times a day, your metabolism is going to react. If you get out of the you... habit, then you. Uh, I'm not hungry in the morning because mm. you're not used to it. But right. you just sometimes you just got to force yourself the first few times, and then your body will get used to it. Do you find that people that don't typically eat in the morning are somebody who is struggling with their body composition? Probably. I, I find that they parallel each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I tend to see the people that don't eat breakfast are uh, very underweight or very overweight. Right. Um, and that's not everybody, but typically. Right. I, I think the thing to remember is that your nutrition is always going to be uh, completely individualized. No one way is going to fit everybody. Sure. And although I've had trouble believing that in the past, I believe that a certain way of eating, like, you know, I used to be at the paleo camp to where, you know, low glycemic everything, as much protein as you want, as much fat as you want, and you'll be skinny and ripped. That wasn't the case. Um, the only way I've personally ever got to a, I mean, at one time I was like 6.9% body fat or something like that. That came mm-hmm. from a diet where I was eating 300 plus carbs every right. day. Mm-hmm. So when people say that carbs are, are making me gain weight I'm, or I lost a whole bunch of weight while I dropped, when I stopped eating carbs mm-hmm. and my reply, or I guess what people don't think is like, yeah, you lost weight when you stopped eating carbs. Um, because you eliminated an entire macro group, which right. is what calorie deficit, right. you're mm-hmm. eating less food. Um, if you eliminate, eliminate a whole macro, you know, category, you're going to lose weight right. because you're eating less food. And then you're also depleting your muscles of glycogen, which yeah. is also weight and water. Right. Right. Um, so that's huge too. Um, so the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about was, uh, we mentioned eating breakfast would be one place, one place to start of the three things. I am a big proponent of every single meal you eat, you should have a protein element, a fat element, and a carb element. And, and literally when uh, Megan and I meal prep, we make, we'll just say, Becky just smacked a fly <laughs> off my shoulder. Uh, we, it's like we have three buckets. So right. one bucket is like our protein bucket. That's usually, you know, I'll uh, smoke some chicken on the grill or, you know, we'll do some meatballs of some sort, some sort of protein source, always keeping it on the lean side. And then we have like our carb bucket, which is usually could be jasmine rice or brown rice, or she'll roast up a whole bunch of sweet potatoes. Um, 
and then a fat source. Usually I'll bring an avocado with me. In the past, I've been known to bring a jar of peanut butter with me, mm-hmm. right? So those are three things. And a thing we don't even have listed here is some, some form of vegetable. Right. Like Phil has literally watched me sit here and choke down some <laughs> microwave broccoli right, right. and just be unhappy about it the whole yeah. time. But man, we're talking about, I, I, I did this post on Instagram uh, a week ago about like thinking of your plate as four sections, uh, protein, carb, fat, and veggie. I mean, mm-hmm. is that what you would tell to somebody too? Yes. I'm, I, it's t- I, I think it's taken me a couple of years to just really, this is my belief, that every single time you eat, every single time it's a meal time, um, or I jokingly call it my feeding time, um, there should be protein, carbs, and fat on your plate. And yes, veggies. And some of us are better at veggies than the others. Um, and some meals are better at veggies than others. You know, like I don't love veggies with my breakfast, so I try to do like onions and peppers and spinach in my eggs. But like, I have been known to put, you know, roasted zucchini or uh, asparagus on the side, but I don't love that with my eggs. Um, But yes, every time it is meal time, aka feeding time, there should be some meat, some carb, and some fat on your plate. Um, Otherwise, you're dealing with insulin, you know, blood sugar spikes and um, not getting enough protein throughout the day. If you're just eating pasta, you know, or if you're just eating. You know, my kids have been known to just try an Eggo waffle. I'm like, where's your protein? You, well, Mom, there's protein in the Eggo waffle. There's not. You know, like, where is your growing food? You need some growing food with that. So it is not okay to just eat one macronutrient. Right. I find, like, I, I, shoot, man, for years and years I've had conversations with people, like, you know, I ask, the first question I always ask is, uh, well, what, what is your eating like? And then I get, you know, we do the food journal thing with most mm-hmm. people. Like, hey, I want to see three, day, three days of food journaling. Um, I always see in the morning double carb right. and then I'll right. see double carb at lunch. And when I mean right. double carb, I'm talking, well, right. I had a toast and banana. I had a toast, banana and a yogurt. Well, right. Yogurt's, right. yogurt's going to be predominantly fat and carbohydrates. Uh, yeah, it's got protein in it. It's a very incomplete protein. Right. Um, and then for lunch, um, I'll see like, oh, I had, you know, some rice and some, some quino. I don't even know if I'm saying that Quinoa. right. Quinoa. <laughs> Quinoa. Uh, and then uh, an apple. Right. And I'm like, well, you just triple carb right, there, you know? Right. And, and then dinner, and this is across the board, pizza, mm-hmm. or oh, I had a, a steak and veggies. Mm-hmm. Well, you carbed hard in the morning, you had mm-hmm. one item of protein. Right. You are a 220-pound man. Right. You've had 40 grams of protein yes. today. Yes. I am seeing that more yeah. and more that people, like, show me what they're eating. I'm working with a girl, and she does not like protein. She doesn't like it. and Throughout the whole day, she might have 20 grams of protein. And that, to, you know, I mean, gosh, there's so many benefits to protein. And if you're not eating it at every single meal, that really makes it hard. If you skip breakfast, boy, that just added 25 grams of protein to another meal. Mm-hmm. And that sure is like, you know, trying to inhale all your chicken can, you know, if it's 25 grams more of protein, that's not fun. How often do you hear from a client when you give them uh, a macro breakdown, mm. that's way too much protein. Right. All the yeah. time. I mean, like, oh, I can't eat that much protein. It's, that is 100% across the board very common. Right. I can't eat that much protein. How is it that you eat that much protein? And for me, um, right now I'm eating 155-ish grams of protein. And for me, I think about breaking it down per meal. How can I divide that? Like, I am having two shakes a day, right? Like a recovery shake and a bedtime casing shake. Um, And so then subtract the shake from there. And then how much protein is left? 100 grams of protein. I divide that in between four meals. 
So I'm thinking 25-ish grams of protein per meal. And it seems so much more doable then. It's rather than thinking, oh my gosh, I have to have 12 ounces of chicken later. You know, I mean. It's like you're staring up a mountain. Yes. Yeah. So I, you have to start with breakfast. Uh, 100% agree. I think starting with breakfast and then it, it, that just that simple, like eating protein in every meal, people mm-hmm. would be amazed at like how much of a difference that can make. Like, I had a girl that, uh, a client also, uh, if she's listened to this, she will recognize exactly who I'm talking about that told me that her 120 grams of protein was too much. And it's funny because the other day she's like, you know, mm, I'm going over my more. protein all the time, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm so hungry Once now. Once you get used to it, it really is, it's hard to not go over okay. it. But she's like, lost 20 pounds, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, she, and we always joke and, and she'll comment on my post when I post about like eating enough and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's so true because she was of the camp of like, I'm going to eat this cauliflower rice and this yogurt mm. and this, you know, random made meal from right. Whole Foods. Right. And then uh, I'm going to lose weight. And I'm like, girl, you're, you're probably eating 900 calories right now. <laughs> and then we take a look at her food and then I give her macros and she's like, you're insane. Right. That's 1,600 calories. How right. am I going to eat that? Right. And How then, am I going to lose weight if I'm eating 2,000 calories? 120 grams. She ate 40 grams of protein when we first started mm-hmm. doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now she's like over, she's like, I went over my protein today. Now yeah. I can't eat my carbs. Right. And I'm like, what a funny, like a, right. such a funny transfer. Right. Um, but now she's eating, I think, 14 or 1500 calories and she's down 20 pounds, yeah. 20 pounds. Right. And it, like, it blows people's minds because they're like, wow, you know, I ate that way because I was never hungry. Well, uh, yeah, and that, that I learned something today from you on that metabolism, just mm-hmm. that little piece is yeah. that um, she wasn't hungry because she wasn't eating, right? right? And then I always find, I, and I never connected the dots. Whenever we get people to eat what they're supposed to do, they're starving. Yeah. Like we mentioned, Definitely. we talked earlier about reverse dieting, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, so reverse dieting is essentially like when you're in a cut for a period of time and you start work, walking your caloric intake and your carbohydrates back up to almost to a point where, because um, your body's always trying to figure things out. So you walk them up, you know, your body starts, uh, you, you notice your body stops losing weight and then you just make a little jump slowly because you're teaching your metabolism to eat like literally the most, it's another way to repair your metabolism as too, As many right? calories as you can get without gaining too correct, much Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, re- you know, all summer I was about 2,900 to 3,000, somewhere in there. And I took it to 3,500 and I've lost three pounds this week. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to gain weight right now. So mm-hmm. I'm in a reverse diet situation right now as we sit here. I want to eat my cell phone with this microphone. Like, <laughs> right. I'm starving. My stomach's eating itself. Right. So, um, what, something that touches that is fat, right? So, right. if you're eating, if you're eating an incomplete meal that just has protein and carbs, or say you're just having meat, um, and you're not including enough fat, those will be times when you find, gosh, I'm, I really need something extra, you know, or I don't feel quite complete, or I'm going to be hungry again in just a little bit. If you can make sure that you're eating fat with those meals, that really helps with satiety and um, makes you feel like, gosh, my meal is complete. I, really, I got some fat with that meal. And it makes you feel not full, but not hungry. Right. You know? It's also, a, I mean, on that, it's a denser food. Yes. I mean, every, oh, plus there's taste in that. You know, yeah. I mean, avocado, I mean, there's peanut butter. Who doesn't uh, love peanut we butter? We had a guy used to call avocado nature's butter. Oh, yeah. It's so true. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as far as if you, you know, and whoever's depending on what you're listening to this podcast for, you could be a CrossFitter or maybe you're a physique competitor or, you know, an endurance athlete, you name it. Protein is good for uh, muscle cell repair. Um, fat is good for satiety, but what is going to help you build muscle? Well, carbohydrates, right? When you, you bust right. your muscles up, um, 
and you, you know insulin is rushing, rushing this glycogen to your to your muscles for repair and for um, energy and stuff like that if you um not to mention it helps you go longer in the gym right you know right. i mean like you feel like gosh i'm really tired and if you have a put a little gas in your tank then you can go harder you can build more muscle and right. then it, it helps your metabolism right uh, shoot i mean i've read some things recently where this like you literally will struggle and almost not build mu- there's been studies where like right. people literally don't build muscle unless they eat carbohydrates right. like no muscle chains yeah maybe they get lean or they get um Body fat decreases yeah, and stuff right. like that, which is fine, which is now. But there's no muscle building. But this is also why I'm kind of throwing in the idea, like, if I have a real, like, I'm training people online now, right? So if I have a bunch of people who are overweight, um, could I get them some results just a little bit faster? Maybe on the front end, take away from how much muscle they're building. Mm-hmm. Um, could I take away on the front end a little bit of that by putting them on a high fat, not keto, I'm not going to go full mm-hmm. keto, but mm-hmm. like on a higher fat diet so that they can get some weight loss initially just for motivation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know that I'm always going to have to come back to that carbohydrate diet because if I don't get them building muscle, muscle literally burns more fat, right? right? right. So if they are lacking muscle mass, um, at a certain point, that high-fat diet is going to kind of peter out because their muscle can no longer right. process all these fat stores that they have, right? Mm-hmm. Well, plus it gives you somewhere to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, like when once you're ready to start cutting or losing fat, then you can work on the fats, you know, right. drop the fats. And it's so much, uh, I don't know. So people either really love fats or they really love carbs. But, you know, I guess depending on your, which, which one you are, yeah. I think it's easier to drop fats if you work out a lot. Right. Because um, carbs, you just need to feel your engine. I will, I mean, until recently, I would almost never drop somebody's carbs when I modify their macros. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until recently where, like, a person tells me that they're struggling with, uh, uh, I have a lady in the gym here who, um, isn't really seeing results when I take her calories down. Mm-hmm. So I've been walking her carbohydrates down and I'm curious, she's the first one I've tested this on. I'm curious if I take, keep walking her carbohydrates and not her fat, uh-huh. are we going to get to that situation where maybe she was insulin resistant and couldn't get the body fat to do what it needs to do, mm-hmm. but maybe with the fat going up and the carbs down, can that get her, can that kind of repair her insulin sensitivity to mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe she can, um, start to get that fat burning kind of process going a little bit mm-hmm. so we're gonna see i'm so hungry we're yeah. talking about all this food yeah um so i actually heard this really good explanation <laughs> about insulin the other day uh-huh. um so i was listening to a guy and he's he he, he talked about like insulin being a boat uh-huh. right and then on that boat is your your glucagon which turns into glycogen when it gets to your muscles and stuff like that uh-huh. right so if you have any sort of insulin sensitivity issue or your insulin resistance it's insulin resistant that means that your boat's messed up and right. it's not delivering. Right. It doesn't deliver it to the cells. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Which is why, like, hey, you're, you know, you're right. You're not burning body fat right now. You're right. having issues with that. You right. are not progressing in your workouts. Well, yeah, it's because you're having um, all kinds of hormonal things that we need to fix first. We have right. a coach here right now that's literally getting reverse diet because mm-hmm. her hormones are kind of screwed up sure. from some coaching things mm-hmm. that um, she got involved with some coaches that kind of, in my opinion, did her dirty. But, you know... She's getting it repaired by good quality coaching and nutrition right now, and I'm, I'm super excited to see where that's going to take her from here. Cool. Um, all right, so let's talk about the last thing that you can do uh, today to get your, I guess, your diet and your nutrition kind of going in the right direction, and that's going to be recording everything you eat. So whether you do that through uh, – we love the app MyFitnessPal. There's some other ones. There's like Macro Counter Plus or something like that. There's My a, Macros Plus. Yeah. There's what? different avenues you can do that on, but I think that um, – recording your food. And, and I mean, you, you know, those of us at the gym, those of us who take exercising seriously, write down everything we do. Why wouldn't we do that with nutrition? 
Right. I, I think that this can sometimes be a double-edged sword. I think that sometimes people find that, gosh, I don't want to log everything that I'm eating. That means I have to weigh everything that I'm eating. And I don't want this to be my crazy. Like, I want to eat normal. I want to eat what my kids eat. Um, and I think that there are, there is like a spectrum of recording everything you eat. I think that um, you don't always have to do it, A. Like, it can be something that you, you know, gosh, once a month you check in. Once you've gotten it down um, and you've built the habit of what you're eating, you can take it back a little bit. Mm. Um, I think that the other ways that you can record what you're eating would be maybe taking a picture of your food and sending it to your coach. Um, that way there's some, you guys are on the same page. Like I can see what you're eating. Right. Um, or just writing it down in a notebook. Like today I had a Snickers bar followed by, you know, a handful of chicken and a, uh, a, hand, a cup full of um, rice and maybe like a thumb's worth size of peanut butter. Um, you don't have to weigh your food if you feel like that makes you crazy. I 100% get that. Um, mm -hmm. But some sort of accountability is tied to you writing it down. There's so much, oh, I'm just going to have a spoon of this, or I'm just going to have a taste of this, or, um, you know, uh, I did Weight Watchers years ago, and they do a class uh, called BLTs of bites, licks, mm. and tastes of all the calories that are accumulated from doing that, uh, because you don't, you don't count that. You don't, oh, that doesn't really count. That was just a bite. Or, oh, let me have just one spoon of ice cream. That doesn't count. But that builds up. And you can come up with hundreds of calories just from doing that. Yeah. So I think that when you write down everything that you eat, it makes it holds you accountable. And whether you're somebody else is holding you accountable or not, um, that's one thing. But to hold yourself accountable is what's more important, I think. And see, I think you're right. There is a double-edged sword. But I also know. So I look at weight loss or weight gain as like a pure mathematical equation, sure. right? Mm -hmm. I agree. And, and just obviously I'm of that camp because mm -hmm. I've lost a lot of weight. Uh, you know, two years ago I found macros and lost like 20 pounds or right. something crazy like that and got very lean. And I did that literally just by modifying a number. And it was almost mm -hmm. instantaneous. It was the minute I started tracking my macros, um, I started losing weight, which is why I'm always going to be of that camp. But I do agree. There's some, there's some portion of that where weighing and measuring can be your mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I think so that, you know, in precision, they talk about levels, right? right. Mm -hmm. So I think if I have a client that is extremely overweight and they come to me and they want to <clears throat> achieve weight loss, mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to start by, hey, you need to weigh and measure right. everything. Mm -hmm. I am going to do those little small right. baby steps of a thumbs of fat. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? A, a palm of protein, yes. a fist, two fists of carbs, yeah. two handfuls. Depending of, on if you're a guy or a girl right, right. or your size. Um, so I will start there. And usually before I even do any of that, and you do it too, is we start with those food logs, right? Um, because of the accountability so that they can see on paper what they're eating. Um, and then they can know like, oh, wow, like I only had, you know, 20 grams of protein and I ate twice yesterday. Right. You know, like they don't, they don't know it until they see. It's harder to write down. Right. I had Pepsi, goldfish. Right, right, right. And, right. Uh, you don't want to write it down. Oh you don't want to like say, oh my gosh, I had five and a half Oreos, you right. know? I mean, <laughs> I am I'm 100% guilty of this also. You, yeah. I recently, uh, 25 days ago, started tracking again on MyFitnessPal so, because I... I gave you the... Uh, uh -huh, I thought I was eating enough protein because I am good about eating protein at every meal. And, you know, every food, every meal has protein, fats, and carbs. Um, but I thought, gosh, I'm just not feeling it in the gym. I'm feeling not as strong and, you know... Hashtag road to nationals is coming soon, like four weeks out. And, you need to post more. And I just 
thought, I want to do everything that I can. So I logged my food for a day. And I was like not even at 100 calories, I mean, 100 grams of protein. And it shocked me. So it was like, wow, if I'm really good at getting this, then what if you aren't really good at eating protein? How many protein grams are you actually eating? So it reminded me, okay, I need to take some time to be very accountable, make sure that I'm getting all my protein. And for me, that is my that is my most important carb. I mean, my most important uh, macro for myself, because that's the thing that I have the hardest time getting. Um, but writing it down, I don't want to write down. I had five Oreos, um, but I will if I do it, you know, and yeah, I've been in Jerry's. Yeah. You, you look through my, my fitness pal and you will see my, my Ben and Jerry's. You will see <laughs> what's the new one, like the low fat one. I put that in the other day. It had actually kind like of half baked or something like that. Yeah, it had some good macro breakdown. Yeah, yeah. It's not got a lot of fat. but Which is helpful when you are running out of calories. Right. And yeah. yeah. Or say, gosh, I really need to fit this in. And today I'm stressed out and I want to fit this in. And for, like, the, the best way for me to do it is to do it at the beginning of the day. Like, I'm going to have a really heavy deadlift day. I want to add a Kit Kat today. So I do it at the beginning of the day. One of those meals is a Kit Kat plus... Like with my protein shake or something. Yeah, I mean, I used to eat a Snickers like in between when he would do snatch clean and jerk. You'd see yeah. him pull out a Snickers and he would have yeah. Snickers in between the two. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so it's just, I don't think that you have to be so much about exclusion, but being aware of what you're eating makes it, makes you more accountable. Right. Uh, so we, you know, last podcast, Jen and I kind of hit on like pillars, right? Yeah. Like what are pillars of, we called it pillars of fitness success, mm-hmm. right? So, um, the, the bottom of the pillar there was your mindset, right? So we said mindset, nutrition, exercising, and then um, adherence or consistency, right? Yeah. So I, I think that those are good trains of thought with pillar, but um, I think outside of once you make the decision, like I'm going to do something, mm-hmm. then the next thing you really need to focus on is your food. What yeah. are you eating, right? Yeah, I mean, um, I would argue that nutrition is probably the base of that pyramid, well, you know? Yeah. I mean, that argument could be made for sure. Uh, I think that we could even depending say depending like, on where you're at i well, guess right so wherever you if you start at one or the other mm-hmm. you're still going to succeed i think sure. especially if you build that base first we often have people that come here and they exercise and they um they work here is crossfit seven cities if you're uh, not a gym member listening to this but um people come here and you know we say hey you know you get nutrition counseling with your members i just had an intro today and i was like hey um we will counsel you on food. We will get you yeah. going in the right direction but you have to come to us right um but people come here and they're like you know, spend months here, don't get results, and either leave or come to me. I'm like, hey, I'm just not losing weight, and I'm like, well, how's your food? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to do the food thing. I eat good. <laughs> well, you don't because I know that you're getting quality workouts in my mm-hmm. gym. If you're getting training from me, it's going to be quality. So, if you're getting quality training, then there's other pieces missing. You probably have a hormonal issue, or yeah. you're not eating enough, or you're probably eating too much. There's like a whole myriad of things you can go through. But I think that uh, nutrition is definitely something that people should pay attention to because you cannot. I repeat, you cannot out-exercise or fitness a bad diet. I'm living proof. I used to work out four hours a day and go hammer Wendy's and Subway all the time, and I was a chunky butt. So um, it wasn't until I really started working on my nutrition when I felt like I looked the part of a coach or mm-hmm. a fitness guy. Like I could say, like, yeah, I'm a trainer, and then not look at me like a yeah, chunky butt, whatever. Right. I'm not trying to hear that. Um, so you got anything else for him? No. All right, so three things that you can do today, guys. Number one, try eating breakfast, right? Um, can really start your day off in a positive. Uh, you can start to repair any metabolism issues that you have. I want you to eat protein, fat, and carbs and veggies every single time you eat. Uh, it will build, you'll, rest, you'll be able to rest assured that you're having 
uh, a quality meal every single time you eat. Um, and then write down what you eat. But if you don't want to write it down, you can record it. Um, if in, you don't want to write it down, you app. probably shouldn't be eating it. <laughs> right? It's so true. Like last night, I wanted to have a Reese's cup so bad. Mm. Noah, Noah and the kids are mm-hmm. getting a Reese's cup out, and I wanted to have a Reese's cup so bad. And I knew that um, if I had that Reese's cup down. accountability post on my Instagram, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. I if I would have put that up, people would have saw like I'm a phony. And I'm about to hammer this Reese's cup. And my wife would be like, well, better make sure you put that in your MyFitnessPal because she holds me accountable. Mm-hmm. I, I love her for that. She's a butthead sometimes, but I love her for that. Um, but I she didn't wants you see to it. be the best you. Right. She, didn't, she wants to hold me accountable right. to what I tell people. And I, that's great. I appreciate that. Um, and it kept me from hammering that Reese's. I didn't want pe- to show my butt to the world. Mm. Um, so that's all we got for you guys. Uh, that's our little spiel on things that you can help to improve your, your eating and your nutrition today. You can do them right today. Don't be a Monday starter. Don't get me ranting on that. Um, but I appreciate you guys. If you listen, if you're listening, if you have any feedback for myself, uh, or Becky or Jen or Van or, uh, whoever else is helping to host this podcast, you have to let us know so we can make it better. Uh, we're kind of compiling a, uh, Q and a list right now, so we can just do a Q and a session here on the podcast. Um, but hope you enjoyed it. Uh, do us a favor, head on over to iTunes. Make sure you give us a five-star review. If it was 10, I'd ask for that. Go over, give us a five-star review. Um, Hey, if you have any questions or if you want help on your food, come ask us. Yeah. Like, we're more than happy to help. So if they're not a member of the gym, where can they reach you, Becky? Um, on Instagram at Enright E-N-R-I-G-H-T. Okay. Uh, and you can find me at on Instagram also at at the CF7C coach. Um, you can also shoot me an email at Cody at CrossFit7Cities.com. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you soon.